I'm just going out there and throwing the ball as hard as I can and just competing as well as I know how to. Um, and I think I had four stars my senior year and I did really well on the mound, but like, still I was I was catcher first. And I'm, I'm convinced to this day that if I were to come to LSU uh, straight out of high school, I'd be a catcher still. This episode is presented by Vi Training Gloves, helping you train to become a pro. Use code BP for 10% off your order. Welcome back to the Baseball Playground. This is your host, Jacob O'Dell. And Coach Matt McGowan. And today we have a super dope guest, Paul Skeens, who's an absolute dominator on the mound and also just slugs behind the dish. Paul used to play for the Air Force. He's over at LSU now, just dominating. And from what I can see, Paul, you're probably the best player right now that, <laughs> that I actually see. So thanks for being on the show and welcome to the Baseball Playground. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Paul, I'm so excited that you're here. I want to talk about your journey. I want to talk about what you've what you've been through, your process. And, you know, like Jacob said, you know, you went to the Air Force. Tell us about that. Tell us about the recruiting of the Air Force, because that's different. You have to get, like, you know, people to write you letters, like congressmen and, and things like that. Can you talk to talk about that for, for people that might be interested in, in possibly going to an academy? Yeah. Uh, first thing I'll say about an, an academy, any of them, is uh, I highly recommend it. Um, it was the best thing I could have done, best thing that uh, was for me for uh, my personal development, leadership development, baseball development even. Um, it was the best thing that could have happened to me for those two years. Um, when I was in high school, really the only thing I wanted to do was go, go to the Air Force Academy. It was either Air Force or Navy, but obviously chose Air Force. Um, really, only thing I wanted to do was serve and uh, baseball was kind of just a secondary thought. Um, play as long as I can, go play in college, but have a good job, serve, fly $100 million aircraft. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty cool gig. Um, but that's what I wanted to do. And uh, for the recruiting piece of it, I actually reached out to Air Force, went to a camp after my freshman year. Um, and to be honest, I, I like I said, I, I it was either there or Navy. Originally, I wanted to go to Navy because I have two uncles who went to the Naval Academy. And uh, I went to the camp at Air Force after my freshman year, and I was just hooked. You know, you, you couldn't talk me out of it from that point on. Um, just the people, the place, the opportunities there, everything just, uh, you know, really clicked with me. So that's that's what I wanted to do, you know, from that point on in high school. And um, super glad that, that I went there because it gave me opportunities that, you know, I, I couldn't have had anywhere else. When you're at the Air Force, you're not only managing baseball and school, but you're doing all your combat stuff. You're doing everything else on the side. So what kind of advice do you have for people that are always saying, oh, I'm tired. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. But you're over here getting your work in every single day on top of three, four other things that are going on in your life. Yeah. I mean, at some point uh, everywhere, you're going to have to learn uh, – you know, that, that there are going to be things that suck in life. And the things at Air Force that suck are a little different than the things at LSU that suck. I still have the same thoughts now, you know, of, you know, the day-to-day. -day. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. It's just different things that I don't want to do now. At Air Force, you have so much on your plate. You, you, you can't get caught up in yourself. You can't get caught up in complaining and moping and, um, you know, doing stuff like that because you're, you're just going to fall behind. Um, nice thing is the, the people around you are just top notch, um, at the Air Force Academy. And, and I mean, if you surround yourself with great people, then you can, uh, you know, kind of alleviate some of those thoughts 
uh, which, which you know, I think I've done here at LSU as well, even though it's a little bit different. Um, but, yeah, I think just learning to, you know, they, they call it like embrace the suck, whatever you want to call it. Embrace the suck is a really cliche military term in my opinion. But um, if you learn to do that, it, it's going to suit you well in life no matter, no matter where you are. You bring up a great point. Uh, embrace embrace the suck or, or just embrace what you're doing right every day and and understand that it's just stuff you have to get done you know some players on the east coast you know you got to wake up early it's snowing you got to get in the gym you got to do your lifts you got to get your your at bats things like that on the west coast you know it's getting up early and you know staying in shape and and you know seeing 90 92 every day at the high school level um I thought you brought up some great points. Tell us a little bit about the exiting process of, of Air Force, right? I mean, you're, if you stay for three years, you have to stay. Um, and, and, and then you have to serve after, whether you get drafted or not. Um, and so you left your, this year, and, and you're now able to play at LSU, move on to, the, to pro baseball, which I'm sure that's you know the, what's going to happen, the reality of that, probably in the first round. Um, Talk about talk about that and talk about, you know, the understanding of, you know, you're getting into something and, and you have to, you know, compete. Yeah, at some point last year, I, I it kind of clicked that I could, you know, play pro baseball and hopefully play for a long time. And um, I don't think my my priorities shifted at that point. I, I still wanted to serve and, and to some extent, I still want to serve. Um, but, you know, you only get one shot at baseball, you get as many shots as you want really at, at serving. And uh, so at some point last year, I realized that I, I had to leave in order to, you know, pursue this dream. And um, and so it, pretty much right after the, the region, right after we lost in the regional, I entered the, the transfer portal and then I had to start all my out processing stuff immediately, uh, which probably took a month. It's, it's just a bunch of paperwork, you know, turning in uh, uniforms, like a, a bunch of, you know, administrative BS pretty much that that just stands in the way of you you know being in the military and not being in the military um and so that that's that's what my summer looked like and on top of that it was visiting other schools and uh and preparing for USA so it was it was a really busy process um and at the same time I'm I'm you know trying to say goodbye to my best friend so it was it was a tough process um I think looking back at it um I think, you know, I handled it as well as I could have, but um, it, was, it was long, it was tough, and, and really it was like a long process kind of condensed into, into three weeks or so. Yeah, no, I, I believe it because, you know, the government doesn't want to let you go. They're, you know, that those schools are free. The academy schools are free for those that don't know. If you get into the academy, taxpayer dollars pay for that. It's not, you know, the parents, no one has to pay for that. Talk about the transfer portal. How quickly did, did schools reach out to you? Because I know if you get into that transfer portal before May 1st, and it's, it's like it's the wild, wild west, according to a lot of coaches and, and um, a lot of players. Yeah, when I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I got into the transfer portal. Like you, you enter the portal, and it takes a couple hours to like, you know, process and all that. I got the email that I entered the portal, and with, literally within 30 seconds, I got a text from a coach. Um, <laughs> And, and my, my transfer portal process was tough because I entered the portal and, you know, a lot of people, they know they want to go to the SEC. They know they want to, you know, stay on the West Coast, whatever. I had no idea what I wanted to do. 
And so I, I used the transfer portal to talk to as many coaches as I could and, you know, get a feel for different programs around the country. Um, I took six visits. <laughs> so I, I took one visit, uh, you know, on my own dime. Like, it was, it was a little bit more, I think, of a, like, bigger process than a lot of other people um, that I know went through when they were in the portal. But uh, to be honest, everyone that, that I interacted in the portal with was a class act. Like, they did things the right way. Um, it's not like they're throwing money at you in the portal, which, which I, I didn't know ex what to expect with that kind of thing. But, um, you know, eventually I figured out what I wanted to do and, and settled on LSU, obviously. Um, but it was a long, long process. And why did you choose LSU out of all the other schools that were reaching out to you? Um, I, I had watched a lot of their games last year. I, I'd watched a, a lot of games in general. Played at Alex Box uh, my freshman year. I, I saw the environment. Um, but Coach Johnson and Coach West being at the same school, obviously trying to develop as a two-way, uh, it, it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. I think Coach Johnson has like 27 big leaguers or something like that right now that he's worked with and that he's coached in the past, like it, unbelievable. And then Coach West obviously came from the big leagues, um, you know, as this giant laundry list, I feel like, of pitchers that he's developed and are pitching in the big leagues now um, from when he was coaching in college. It, it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. LSU is an amazing program, obviously, with national championships that are sitting behind you. I would. Why not LSU? I'm there. If LSU called me, I'd be there in a, in a minute. When it comes to you know, again, what is the day to day process of LSU compared to a you know an academy school? It's it, baseball is. I mean, those fans are, are are they are the best fans in in college sports or or at least top three, um, especially in baseball. They're they're avid baseball fans. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's an unbelievable opportunity to play in front of them every weekend. And, you know, we just went to Texas A&M. Those are awesome fans, too. Fun, awesome, you know, fun weekend to play there. Um, it's a huge opportunity to play, to play in front of 10,000, 12,000 fans or whatever we get every weekend. Um, and, you know, with SEC play coming up, it's, it's going to be even greater. Um, it, it's... The, the, the first outing that I had here, it, it, it was tough to put into words how much it meant to me because, you know, coming in here um, first year, Friday guy, you know, starting the first game of the season and we just, like, we boat raced him, um, you know, as we should. But it's, it's, you know, the first game of the year against a, another team that, that's coming in here to, you know, get out of the cold, really. Um, and, you know, we took care of it and it was just an awesome experience to have that many people, you know, cheering you on and, and up there. Um, it was, it's, it's been awesome. And I, I can't wait to see what it's going to be like when we get further into ACC play. Run me through that day-to-day -day life over at LSU that you're running through with. Usually today's our off day. Um, after a travel weekend, uh, usually what I'll do is I'll come in around, you know, nine 30, um, 10 AM and, and, you know, get some throwing stuff done. Uh, before we have team practice, um, I'm really lucky right now. My, my classes are all online, so it gives me the opportunity to be at the field pretty much all day. Um, so I come in in the morning, you know, take care of my body, throw um, and lift usually, and then, you know, get lunch, uh, relax for an hour or so, and then we have team practice. Um, now, you know, we're at the point in the season where we have midweek, so on Tuesdays uh, I'll get my work done in the morning and then 
you know, we take BP or whatever, and then I get to enjoy the game. Um, and so it's it's a lot of the time I'm here for for nine to twelve hours a day, and literally, like, I don't know what else I would do. Um, do a lot of uh, a lot more stuff to to just take care of my body. I would say now than I did at Air Force, just because I have more time, um, and I think my body feels better because of it. And I'm, I'm you know, there's a little bit more longevity I think there because of it, but. Um, I wouldn't say it's a, a huge, drastic change from Air Force in terms of what I'm doing. I just know a little bit more, and uh, I have a little bit more time. Sounds like every kid's, you know, wants to have that experience. Hey, I'm going to be at the field for 12 hours a day um, because I know so many high school kids would would love to be in that situation. In regards to being at the field, we, we've talked to other other college baseball players, and it's always you know the collective group that that they work with. How how awesome is it working with you know pretty much some of the best players? I mean, you have what three top you know first round picks, three four first round picks on your own team. How is that conversation? How is the competition amongst you, the players? Yeah, playing in the fall and the winter leading up to season was, I think. Pro- probably the stiffest competition we've had up to this point, even in intra-squads, like having to face Dylan and Tommy and Trey and Paxton and, you know, Jared, you know, just go down the list. Um, Having to face him every weekend and find out new ways to get him out, it only makes you better. Um, And then, you know, at the same time, pitching on a staff with Ty Floyd, Thatcher Hurd, Grant Taylor, Christian Little, you know, Chase Shores, go down the list again. Um, The the only thing that that's going to do is make you better because – you know, you get the ball talk during the games. You get the ball talk, you know, during the week. Start, you know, talking to them about how they throw their changeup, slider, whatever it is. And, you know, you just – if if nothing else, you learn more about pitching. And, you know, even if it doesn't help you, it's going to – it might help you down the road in, in helping somebody else. Um, you know, just talking to them and learning from them, which is which has been really cool. And that's that's something that has been new to me, um, being on a team with, with so much self-awareness um, you know, never mind the talent. We have we have that, but like the 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 self awareness and the the awareness for everybody's process is just so high here. I think compared to every other team that I've been a part of. Yeah. So when when you're talking with everybody on your team, whether it's coaching staff or other players, what is those nuggets of advice that you have been given that you didn't have before that you just are like, oh my god, my mind is entirely expanded now as a pitcher or as a hitter. Yeah, uh, I'll give you a couple examples. We actually had I, I figured out one uh, one feel like with my body for for my sequencing on the mound. Um, I like I don't know any other way to say it, way to cue it other than just calling it flow. And so it's like literally just you know feeling the sequencing. Um, you know you do you can do some drills with it, whatever. But like really just feeling it, doing whatever you you can to feel it. And I came back from winter. I figured that I, I like originally, you know, found that feel over winter break. Um, came back and like you know showed it to to Wes. And the the first thing he did with it was he showed five of our other pitchers how to do it. And I he, he has me hop up on the mound, and it's like a water bag, you know, on the back. And I'm like you know showing them how to how to work with it and stuff like that. And I'm like you know they're like what what are you trying to feel? I'm like literally like it's just flow. Like I don't know what how else to say it. It's just flow. And so we got five, like literally five or six other pitchers started to do that. And they started to, you know, feel that flow, feel that sequencing. And, um, 
you know, I don't know how, how directly of an impact they, uh, you know, that, that impacted their stuff, but that's something, that's, that's a term now on, on our pitching staff just because, you know, the word flow is, is a term now just because we, you know, we're playing around with it in January. Um, and then, you know, another example, I was talking with Garrett Edwards yesterday during the game, you know, for probably three or four innings, we're just holding a baseball, looking at pitch grips, and um, he had pitched the day before, and we're, we're going over, you know, what he remembered about his, his you know, after-action report, and um, he was telling me about his changeup. He's like, yeah, it averaged, you know, three vert yesterday or whatever, and, um, you know, we're talking about that. He's from a little different slot than I am, and I'm just trying to learn from him because I'm a, you know, the, the conversation was kind of like, you know, do you naturally pronate? Do you naturally supinate? Like, you know, tell me a little bit about that. And um, kind of just learning. I, I was learning about him. I think he was learning about me. And he is, I mean, he is an elite, elite changeup. Uh, like something that I think everybody can kind of draw from. And I, I was learning, you know, about that. Um, literally for probably a third of the game yesterday. We're just sitting at the end of the dugout talking about his changeup. So. Um, those are the kind of conversations that we have on a daily basis as a pitching staff, and um, it's it's been a really cool opportunity to have that. And that's why your changeup's probably going to get better. Yeah. Because it's it's little conversations like that. I mean, that's the same thing at the high school level. You know, you want to pick the brains of the older guys. Same thing with the college guys. You want to pick the brains of guys that do things well. Um, I I couldn't agree more. I think that's something that a lot of players need to learn. Question I have. You're, you're a USA baseball guy. We had um, Jacob Wilson on uh, last week. He brought up the fact that for USA baseball, it is not only just the pride and the commitment, but you are willing to play any position, anytime, anywhere. Talk to us about your USA experience. Talk to us about, you know, I mean, shoot, it looks like half your team was a USA member at some point so did that influence your choice to lsu talk talk to us about the usa uh atmosphere and and i mean that stiff competition that usa brings it was a really cool experience opportunity to play at usa obviously in the portal um there are a lot of kids from a lot of different schools that i'm probably talking to so i got to kind of talk to them about their experiences but um you know at their schools uh and I remember Jacob Wilson. We're in Amsterdam, and he started playing first base. Uh, <laughs> that was that was funny because he had never. They're like teaching him how to play first base in between innings, but um, that, that yeah, I thought that was funny. But I uh, obviously made the team. Um, I started. I think I just started one game in the, in the trials. Uh, had like a relief outing or something like that, maybe also. But um, they told me like my my role on the team was going to be a starter, and then hopefully. Uh, you know, coming to relief for the semifinal or championship game or something like that, um, which we never got to. But um, I started started you know through four innings in in Amsterdam against the Netherlands, uh, which was awesome. It was probably four thousand, five thousand fans. They're all speaking Dutch or whatever language they speak over there, and it's the I'm facing the home crowd, and I know like I know there were two two ex big leaguers on that team, and I. No, I struck one of them out. Like it was a really cool experience for me um, to just go over there and like you know four shout out against the home team uh, in, in another country. It was it was a cool, really cool experience. Um, but yeah, the story with with USA this summer was you know guys pushing their own egos aside a little bit. We had 
like conference pitchers of the year coming out of the pen and you know shoving it against other countries teams like it's not something that's going to happen I think during the regular college season season um, and these guys probably aren't going to be out of the pen in pro ball either but they're doing it you know because we have other guys that are you know really good um, and really really able to to put us in a position to win um, so it's it was a cool experience um, and probably the greatest honor of my life, I think, on a baseball field to be able to go over there and do that. Yeah, especially coming from, you know, the, uh, the Air Force and running with that and then being able to play for Team USA, I bet that's a really cool feeling for you. Yeah. On, on that note, I want you to talk about that mentality that you're in when you are pitching. You get on to the mound and it clicks for you. What's running through your brain? I used to be a guy who, uh, you know, you show up the day of your start and it's very, you know, locked in, focused, uh, and like, you know, like mean mugging everybody almost. Like I, I would walk around looking pissed off, and you know, I'm 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 walking in the the facility at 9 a.m. for a 6:30 game that night, and I'm I'm pissed off all day until that, just to like get get in the mode. And I realized at some point that that didn't make any sense like I'm, I'm wasting all this energy and focus and whatever throughout the day um you know amping up this game basically just to go in there and, and you know be in my dark side when i'm when the game comes and i realize like i can flip that switch at 5 30 for a 6 30 game i can flip that switch at 6 for a 6 30 game like um and, and then with that like you know I would, I would you know pitch and i would be pissed off while i'm pitching and that's, that's not my personality, you know? So um, I realized, I think this fall, um, maybe this winter, I'm pitching in games and, and Wes told me, you know, pitch to your personality. And he told me I need to, you know, pitch to pitch to who Paul is a little bit more rather than, you know, Paul the pitcher and Paul the, the person, you know, make those two people kind of the same. And uh, that was a huge cue for me, I think, to, to go out there, I'm, I'm a, uh, sarcastic guy, so I've, I've started pitching a little bit more sarcastic, um, if, if that makes sense. I don't know if you can be sarcastic on the mound, but it makes sense to me. Um, and that, that's kind of my mentality out there, that you know nobody can beat me, and um, I'm going to you know, laugh at you and you look stupid and just have fun with it because it's, you know, it's a kid's game. Are you the next Otani? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Otani's doing some special things that I don't know if anybody else will, will be able to do for a long time. You're going to try to get him run for his money, though, right? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you're slugging, man. So run me through that also in the box, right? What are you thinking about? What are maybe other guys on your team thinking about that our audience you know, would love to hear about on that mentality side of hitting? Yeah, I think something I've had to learn since I've been in college is that it's a different mentality when you're pitching and hitting. Um, pitching, it's a lot more attack, uh, I think, than hitting is. And if, hitting, if you just try to attack all the time, then you're going to get yourself out more often than you know the, the pitcher is. I think um, you're going to start swinging at bad pitches, and uh, you know they're not you're not, you're not going to let them come to you. Because um, I think bottom line, hitters, you know, gr- great hitters swing at strikes and take balls, and they hit hit those strikes that they swing at really hard. Um, and so that's that's been the biggest piece of my development as a as a college hitter, just you know learning learning what pitches I'm I'm good at hitting, and uh, you know swinging at those pitches more than I swing at the the pitches that I can't hit really. Um, I think it, it's 
it's pretty much that simple. I think when you get to to this high of a level. Absolutely. What's the best advice you've gotten from Wes as a pitching coach, and what's the best advice you've gotten from from the hitters that you work with, or or the hitting coaches that you work with? I'll start with the hitters. Um, I think I knew at some point, you know, that I need to swing at pitches that I can hit, and for you know for whatever reason, the the that adage like you know swing at strikes and take balls like that just really clicked with me. Um, that's one of Coach Johnson's big things. Like, you know, we we take balls, um, and that's one thing that he takes pride in with his hitters. Um, you know, just using those words uh, has, has helped me a lot, I think, on the hitting side. And, and obviously, like, you can say whatever you want, but if you don't teach someone how to do it, then they're not going to be able to do it. You can say, you know, hit 30 home runs this year, but if you don't teach a kid how to hit 30 home runs, he's not going to be able to do it. So the, the, the difference with Coach Johnson is he teaches his hitters how to take balls and, uh, you know, swing at strikes. And, like, that's that's been the biggest piece of development, the biggest piece of advice that I've gotten since I've been at LSU. Um, for pitching, <laughs> there's been a lot. Uh, I would say the biggest one was that pitching your personality piece that he said. And I don't I don't remember if he, if he was saying it to me or, or to someone else, but just talking about the dark side and, and the mentality when you're on the mound, um, it can't be it, – it can't be – you know, two different beings. It can't be Paul the pitcher and, and Paul the person or Paul the, you know, hitter or whatever. Like, it, you, your your mind just doesn't understand that. It, if you're out there trying to be someone that you aren't, your mind is going to understand that you're you're kind of full of BS, if, if that makes sense. And that just gets in the way of you being able to compete. Um, that's kind of what I've found, and that's kind of what uh, Wes has, has told us, is, you know, on the, on the pitching staff. So um, that's something that I've understood a lot better about myself since I've been here and uh, obviously the the stuff on the mound has increased but that the mentality side and just the the you know self-awareness of, of me being on the mound has that's been my biggest piece of development I think it I mean you're absolutely right swing at strikes and take balls that's uh, pretty pretty easy but you got to learn how to do it you got to understand what the strike zone is and and what you're what you do well right as an offensive hitter people have to understand too is you know when you're at LSU it is a different um mentality because the expectations are so high right you like it's it's national championship or bust does that put added pressure on you and the other players or is it something that as soon as you sign that on that dotted line going to LSU you know what to expect I would say it's definitely an understanding uh, when you sign that dotted line, but I think with that, you don't understand what it's going to be like until you get to the season and until you start playing in the parks that we play at. Um, I, we It was like a 45-degree game and a 3, three o'clock Friday game opening night or opening day, and we still had 8,000 fans or something like that You know, come out to, to watch us play absolutely miserable for them to sit through, but we were, you know, playing and, and the Tigers, you know, Tigers baseball's back. Like, it's a big thing. Um, and, you know, as you're driving by, you, you, there's this sign, you know, that you can see it's in the in the stadium or, or you know, facing the facing the uh, street outside the stadium or whatever, and it says this is college baseball, and it has the, the six, you know, trophies. Um, 
on there and it's like it's like okay like this is real and a lot of those are from a while back you know and skip skip and coach Mary were here um and, and it's a different era of, of LSU baseball I would say now but it's very much national championship or bust and I, I don't know if that's extra pressure or like the opportunity to fulfill those goals but we know that in the locker room and um you know we're, we're that that's our goal there's there's no debate about it it's it's are we going to you know accomplish our goals or are we not and I think everybody in that locker room believes that we are and everybody in that locker room is willing to do what it takes to do that um but you know call it pressure uh whatever you want I think we all understand what the stakes are and we're all willing to 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 you know make it happen just pulling the rope together that's uh kind of the theme right there so right. on that note though I want to swing back into your high school days because you weren't even a pitcher when you were in high school. You were a catcher. And then you transitioned into being a pitcher as your body grew into itself, as you started to figure out maybe the flow state before you even knew about it, right? So run me through that high school to college recruiting process because you weren't even a pitcher at that point until your junior year. Yeah, when I committed, I was a catcher. Uh, not even a two. I was a catcher. Um, my freshman year, I had pitched, and I, I was on the freshman team my freshman year, and I pitched. And I was probably the ace of the staff, the freshman staff, and I was throwing seventy-five miles an hour. Uh, six. I think at the end of my freshman year, I was six-one, one-sixty. Like I, I was always a a good player for where I was at, but I hadn't grown into my body. My body was my body was growing. I wasn't lifting weights my freshman year. Started doing that after my freshman year. And really, once I started doing that, that began like a year and a half, two-year process of just growing into my body. My sophomore year, I just stopped pitching. I was on the, the varsity team pretty much just because I could I could catch a barrel once in a while and I had good hands behind the dish. But I was playing third for, for the varsity team occasionally. Um, caught a couple games. Uh, but I wasn't I wasn't hitting very much, and I definitely wasn't pitching. So my junior year of high school started just hopping up on the mound because I was growing like I was probably six four at that time, maybe like two twenty. Um, still growing in my body, still learning how to move. Just started hopping up on the mound and throwing the ball as hard as I could. And like my understanding of a slider was just get on the side of the ball, and my understanding of a changeup was like this grip looks cool and it makes the ball go down, so I'm going to throw it. Um, and so I, I would just hop up on the mound. My dad or one of my dad's, you know, or another dad on the team or whatever would have a pocket radar, and I would just go out there and throw as hard as I could for an inning and then ask my dad what I, how hard I threw. And I didn't throw bullpens. I didn't do any of that. I just went out there and threw. And I was probably the – I might have been the closer on our on our team. We came in second in our, our league that year. Like, it was, it was a cool experience. But I was a, I was a catcher and a hitter that year. Um, still, and my senior year—that's when it really happened. I started throwing bullpens at my high school. I didn't really know what I was doing. Still, again, the slider is just like—I call it a curveball. But for my slot, it's—it's it's tough to throw a, a true, you know, twelve-six curveball that moves down. And I'm like throwing this spike grip, and I'm like throwing it just because it looks cool, and it makes—I think—I I think it makes the ball, you know, move cool. And like, I'm just going out there and throwing the ball as hard as I can and just competing as well as I know how to. Um, and I think I had four stars my senior year, and I, I did really well on the mound. But I, still, I was I was catcher first, and 
I'm, I'm convinced to this day that if I were to come to LSU uh, straight out of high school, I'd be a catcher still. I wouldn't be a or, or I would be a first baseman. I wouldn't be a a pitcher at all because they would have just um, you know told me like you know keep the gear on. You're, you're too good back there or whatever. Uh, because I wasn't there as a pitcher um, at the at the at the time when I went into my freshman year of college, um, but a lot of things went right for me going to Air Force. Um, just but really like the my development on the mound was my, my body learning how to organize itself just because I wanted to throw the ball as hard as I could, and a lot of things started mo- moving right in my body, and uh, I'm you know obviously I'm where I'm now uh, because of that journey. Do you think you being a catcher through high school has helped you be the hitter you are as well as the pitcher that you are? Absolutely. Yeah, I've always uh, – hitting hitting clicked for me before pitching did, obviously. Um, at that time when I started lifting weights after my freshman year, that's when I really started getting an understanding of how to swing it um, and how my body moved in the uh, you know at the plate. Um and I think that learning how to learning how to rotate efficiently as a hitter, you know, contributed a year or two two years down the road to what I was doing on the mound, you know, my my junior senior year of high school, um, and you know, the, just learning how to rotate d- did that for me. But I've always been able to throw strikes. Um, that's that's one thing that I've you know took pride in. I wouldn't have been able to pitch for my high school team if I couldn't throw strikes. And I think a lot of that is just because of the, the short arm action and like how clean my arm worked from behind the dish. Just something that I've naturally done my whole life. And, you know, so I could throw strikes and then it was just like, well, I, I can throw strikes. Why not try to throw strikes harder? And so I would do that. And, uh, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't ever get to a point in my pitching development, my pitching career, where I was throwing hard and I couldn't throw a strike. It, it just... For a lot of people, it's like they start throwing hard and they they learn to throw strikes. I feel like for me, it was I I know how to throw strikes and I'll start there and then I, I'm going to learn to throw hard. Um, and it was it was kind of a perfect sequence of events I think with me learning you know growing in my body, um, you know all those muscle fibers and the you know the nerves all that like uh, really clicking just because I was trying to throw the ball hard and like the just how my body organized learned to organize itself in that year or two period, um, it, it, pro- it probably worked out perfectly that nobody was getting in my way trying to make me do something on the mound that, that wasn't natural for me just because I was figuring that out on my own without even knowing it. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, having that short up, you're, you're throwing down to second base every, every uh, max effort, every pitch. Um, yeah. What advice would you give a high school player that wants to be a two-way? You know, a lot of coaches – aren't into two ways, especially at the college level. What advice would you give a kid that's, you know, adamant, you know, I want to be a two-way? Um, it's tough because college and high school are, are completely different games, I think. It, the game is so much faster in college than it is in high school. And uh, SoCal High School baseball is very, very good. Um, and the even the divide between SoCal High School baseball and Air Force and – you know, even even more so LSU and and where a lot of those kids go, UCLA, San Diego State, uh, Stanford. You know, all those schools. And there's there's so much of a divide. You have to be really really good at both of them to be a two way, and it's tough. But um, you get there in the fall, the coaches are going to want to know what you can do for them now. You know, they might redshirt you. I, I still don't understand how how redshirting works. To be honest, we didn't do that at Air Force. Um, 
and I don't know, they might redshirt you if you're not ready to play, you know, for their team that year, whatever. But uh, the bottom line is you have to be really, really good at both of them and, and you know, have upside at, at both of them, I think. Um, and to do that, you, you have to do everything right. You have to do your arm care, you know, take care of your body, you know, strength, strength and conditioning, um, hitting, everything. It, it takes so much time, it takes so much energy, and it takes so much focus, I think, on, on a daily basis. That's a habit you have to build as soon as you can if you really want to be a two-way at, at any level, I think. Um, I've had some, you know, not really injuries, but like, uh, you know, some aches and pains along the way. Um, and I've learned, you know, my process of what I have to do to take care of that and, and keep my body healthy. Um, that's something that everybody's going to have to understand. Uh, you know, we have a freshman, Gavin Guidry, who's, who's two-waying now, and it's beautiful for him because he's still a freshman. His body is, um, you know, more resilient, I think, than mine is. But I, that's something I'm, I'm trying to, you know, pound into his head is that, dude, you're going to have to, you know, if you really want to do this, you're going to have to figure out what your routine is and you're going to have to uh, do it right every single day. Um, and so for anybody that, that wants to be a two-way, I think, at the college level, um, that's that's what it's going to have to be. You're going to have to figure out a routine and you're going to have to stick to it and you're going to have to do everything that you can do right. You're going to have to do it right because it all adds up. Yeah. Do you yeah. think playing SoCal baseball helped you prepare for the college level? For Sorry, sure. I know I see and, yeah. uh yeah, absolutely. And my, my high school coach, uh, he, he takes a lot of pride in preparing his players for that. Like, uh, could, couldn't have had a better high school coach, I think, you know, for where I was in high school uh, and for where I'm, you know, where I was going, you know, whether I knew I was going to be playing at LSU or not. Like, he was preparing me for it, and he was preparing everybody else for it, um, for playing at whatever level. I mean, my so I told I told you about my sophomore year. I, I earned playing time that year because I knew how to lay down a sack bunt, and you know that's something that you have to do in in SoCal high school baseball more than anywhere else in the country. I think because that's the style of baseball that all those coaches you know played when they were in college. You know, in, in you know the '90s, 2000s, whatever. When Cal State Fullerton, San Jose, my, my coach played for San Jose State, and they went to the College World Series. Um, you know, all those schools. That that's how they played, and and so, you know that that's how they coach, and that was that was really cool for me to just be able to master the fundamentals at that point. Um, like I mean, I, I text text them all the time. I'm, I I tell them like, you, you get to LSU and a bunch of kids don't know how to lay down a bunt because all they do is is hit home runs, and that that's you know why they get to LSU. But at some point we're going to need you to lay down a bunt, and so we spend the first month month learning how to lay down a bunt. I feel like, but um, that that was the best like uh, you know baseball base that I could have asked for you know for high school coming into college. Last three outs. It's our last question. We ask everybody. All right, no pressure. Your favorite food? Probably like a fried chicken sandwich. I like those. All right, all right. Favorite movie? This probably changes every time somebody asks me. I'll say Top Gun. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Favorite baseball player, alive or dead? Otani. Yeah. <laughs> well, He's a big Angels fan, too. So. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. an Angels fan. Last question. I know I'm, I'm, I'm keep going. I could talk to you all day. Are we doing part two to the two of this in, in, uh, in Omaha? In Omaha? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. Part two in Omaha. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first. All right. <laughs> 
I'm Paul Skeens. I'm a 2-8 LSU. Follow the Baseball Playground on Instagram and YouTube.